It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Back with another Locked On Wizards episode. Me, D, and your boy, Ed, back at you again. Now the Wizards, some more COVID news. It's, it's starting to get through the, go through the ways of the team, man. Tough. Very tough. We got some Davies and Denny Avdia potential drama. Rui Hachimura. Minor updates. I mean, let's get right into it, Ed. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? Back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. On Sunday, on Monday, Ed wasn't able to be here with us to give his thoughts about the Wizards 76ers game. So let's hop right into that. Ed, what was your thoughts about the game? Um, I thought we actually came out to a strong start. We were moving the ball, and I was like, you know, I saw a lot of people talking about Everybody eats, you know, 2.0 with, you know, they're just moving the ball better without Bradley Bill. They were doing that uh, to start off. And then Joel Embiid just started dominating the game. Uh, Tobias Harris was virtually unstoppable. We couldn't stop him. He was hitting a whole bunch of mid-range jumpers. Um, Dale Gaffer got in early foul trouble. Uh, it, Joel Embiid, he's just, he's a tough matchup for everybody. But him against Gafford, you know, we saw it in the playoffs as well. It, it, looked, it looked like deja vu in the playoffs last year. Tobias Harris was killing us in the playoffs too. Um, so it just, it just looked like a mismatch against everybody. Now, Trez tried his best. Trez got the two techs. He got ejected. I thought the second tech was a little ticky tacky, but you know, he does have to hold his composure. Joel Embiid is a guy that usually does get in people's heads and, you know, gets in scuffles and whatnot. So I I understand where Trez is coming from. Uh, but you know, we needed him badly in that game. And then once Trez, you know, we were, we were kind of getting dominated anyway, but once Trez went out, the wheels started to fall off and it started to get a little ugly. Uh, from there, you know, ended up losing by 21 points. Now, we got dominated on the boards. Um, I know we gave up a lot of second-chance points. Second-chance points, they got the, – the Sixers got 10 offensive rebounds. In the first half, they were just dominating us on the rebounds. They got some rebounds, and Seth Curry would hit a wide-open three. We were in gorgeous – or George's Niang hit a lot of threes in that first half. Him and Cork Moss, uh, we, we allowed a lot of wide-open threes. We got to do better defensively from the three-point line. And us offensively from the three-point line, we were pretty darn bad. We're just not a good three-point shooting team at all. We shot 24% from the three-point line with eight for 33. We were hot in the next game. Corey Kispert was hot in that next game, and he cooled off. He was 0 for 5 from the three-point line, so we, we needed his three-point shooting, and he, he wasn't he wasn't knocking it down. Um, the whole team was just cold from the three-point line. Free throw percentage was, was Our free-throw percentage was bad as well, 18 for 28, 64% from the free-throw line. Uh, we haven't shot well from the free-throw line lately. Uh, that's a problem. Spencer Dinwiddie. 
continues to to miss a couple of free throws here and there too. But once again, he just looks more aggressive without Bradley Bill. Um, he didn't have his best game, but uh, he, he just looks better without Bradley Bill, man. I, I don't know what it is, but he just looks better. He looks uh, more active, more athletic, more mobile. When when Bradley Bill doesn't play, he has 17 points, six assists. Uh, he's just way, just way more aggressive. I really want to see him play with that same attitude and that same effort when Bradley Bill does play. Um, Kuzma had a double-double, but he was off uh, for the night, four for 11, one for four from the three-point line. Um, Daniel Gafford, I saw him miss a dunk as well. So he – he just he just had an off night, and I love Daniel Gafford, but he's still you can tell he's still developing, he's still learning, still getting better. Um, but yeah, defensively we just we just couldn't stop him. B, we couldn't stop Tobias Harris, we couldn't stop their role players. Once again, like I said, Seth Curry, uh, Georges Niang, guys like that, Tyrese Maxey, we didn't have an answer for him. Like he Tyrese Maxey killed us in the playoff series too. So uh, it it really was deja vu, um, and uh, we couldn't get any buckets towards the end. I thought Denny gave some effort. He tried. Um, he had a strong take against Joel Embiid. Um, that could have been an and one in the beginning of the game. Nine points, nine boards. Thought he was solid. And then, of course, we see him and Davies Bertans getting a little disagreement. We're going to talk about that later. Davies had one of his better shooting nights, four for nine for the three-point line. So that was a lot better from him. Offensively, still took a couple questionable shots here and there. But um, at, sometimes we, we we got ran out of the gym. And you, you could tell we were missing guys. They were missing guys, too. So I'm not going to use that ex- excuse. But, you know, for the people that, you know, say we're better without Bradley Bill, um, that was a night where a show that we definitely could have used a, a score, somebody who could create for themselves because it, it was a struggle offensively for guys to create for themselves and get their own basket. Um, Bradley Bill is definitely a guy that's capable, that does that every every night. He's, he's That's what he's known for, scoring and creating his own buckets. He's a, he's a three-level scorer. Definitely could have used him. Now we're 4-1 and one without Bradley Bill. We were undefeated without Bradley Bill. But now for the crowd that says we're better without him, this is not the case there. So, um but uh, we could have used KCP too, and Hollow Neto, Hollow Neto missing too. I thought that I thought that that hurt us a little bit too, because he changed the pace and he he has played better in the past couple of games. You know that the lineup with Neto, um, Brad, Gaff, uh, Denny, and uh, KCP that's been our best lineup, and we missed two guys from that best lineup. And um, Denny played 29 minutes last night. We were 6-0 and when he plays 27 minutes plus, so this was our first loss with Denny playing 27 minutes. But he's starting to look more confident. I love what I see from him out there. He's playing more confident. He, he had a couple nice finishes as well. Um, but that that was a playoff preview that we're going to have to step our game up if we want to compete with, with the teams like the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, and guys like that. That was definitely a, a preview and a wake-up call for the Washington Wizards. Even though we were missing guys, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but uh, it, it was definitely a preview of, the, of what we're going to have to face in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think really the main thing is when you when the Wizards face guys with bigs like Joel Embiid and the 76ers or Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets or Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves, you really see the Wizards' lack of size inside. You know, Daniel Gafford isn't the biggest guy. Montrezl Harrell obviously isn't the biggest guy. And you kind of wondering is like maybe the Wizards could use a bigger body down there like a Robin Lopez even though he wasn't the most mobile guy but he was he had some size on him (laughs) or Alex Lynn who was a big body down there who had some nice defensive moments last season you wonder and you know you bring in Thomas Bryan who's again not the biggest guy you know not the biggest big down there so I mean, the Wizards could definitely use some size down low because when they face these guys like Joel Embiid 
it's going to be the same story every time. And you can bring the double teams, all the double teams you want. That's going to leave guys like Seth Curry wide open, Cork Bass wide open. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be a tough matchup. Joel dominated Tobias Harris. He continues to dominate the Wizards. He didn't even have to shoot a three-pointer in that game. I mean, it was all straight from the midi, all to the basket. I see. I know he got a couple um, putbacks of his own, off his own misses down low. I mean, the 76ers are a really tough matchup for the Washington Wizards. They are a really tough matchup because... All the Wizards' weaknesses are the 76ers' strengths. The Wizards have struggled to protect the paint down low at time, and they're a little smaller down low. The 76ers are big down there. I mean, that's just counting one guy. They're very big down there. Then we got Joel Embiid, who's not just a back-to-the-basket guy. When you got that guy coming down the court coast-to-coast, taking it from one end to the other, dribbling, good luck. I mean, good luck for anybody out there. So, Daniel Gafford and Montrez aren't the only guys to get 36 dropped on them by my, I mean, by Joel. He'll do it a <laughs> plethora of more times to a lot more teams. But, I mean, like I said before, when teams are shooting 50% plus from the field, it's going to be tough, man, especially when you aren't making your threes. I mean, the 76ers didn't shoot bad from the three. They shot 39%. But even if they did, I don't think it would have mattered because they were shooting 50% from the field. So half of the shots of those 86 they took went in, which is crazy. So, I mean, hopefully the next game the Wizards, you know, can do a little better. It's a little, it's a break. Um, Bam's not going to be playing, so they don't got to worry about a big, dominant big. I remember when we were talking about the 76ers preview in the preview, I said... You know, Nikola Jokic got Daniel Gaffer out of there really quick. <laughs> Daniel Gaffer got those two pretty quick. Joel got him out of there. And, I mean, it was a wrap from there. But before we get into the COVID news and just Mayor Bowser as well, Ed, as you said, talking about a mass mandate in D.C., which could potentially affect certain player and or players, you know, <laughs> that we know is not vaccinated. Interesting news. But before we get to that, we do have a message from our friends over at Truebill. Do you really need all those streaming services now that you're back in the office? The pandemic almost required us to have 12 different streaming services. But now that you're back in the office and you've watched every episode show available, what is the point of spending hundreds a month on streaming services you don't even use? Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million dollars. Like Matthew, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved 660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved 120 for the year on my CyrusXM bill, saved 840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Trubo.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Trubo.com slash LockedOnNBA. 
It could save you thousands a year. Trubo.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And guys, I want to thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So, Ed... Some more COVID news, some more Wizards players out. Most recently, Anthony Gale, Thomas Bryant, who's still recovering from that ACL, and Aaron Holiday. They joined Ho Neto, Bradley Bill, Caldwell Pope. You know, Kyle Kuzma's been on the in the COVID protocols before. I mean, it's getting tougher. It's getting tougher. We've seen Shackle get some playing time against the 76ers. From the G League, I know Goodwin, I believe, was signed as well to yeah. give the team some reinforcements. I mean, what are you thinking about it? I mean, how do you feel about just what's going on with the yeah. team as far as the safety protocols? It's getting tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for the whole NBA. I mean, they barely got to the Christmas Day games. I mean, so many guys out. Um, I'm kind of liking seeing – we talked about this before, all the old guys or some of the guys mm-hmm. who weren't getting a chance before, like your Lance Stevensons of the world, Isaiah Thomas, um, Darren Collison, Greg Monroe. And some people were asking about Greg Monroe. He actually got called up by the Minnesota Timberwolves, so he's not going to be on the uh, Wizards at all. Uh, but yeah, Thomas Bryant is in the COVID protocol. Aaron Holiday is now in the health and safety protocols. Hollow Nettles in the protocols. And you know, last year we barely had guys. You know, we had two weeks off last year um, due to the virus. But what you know, what we were talking about with with uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser, the mayor of DC. Um, you know, this is from our guy Neil, who came on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, he tweeted, "The Wizards continue to be vague about what DC's January 15th." First shot vaccine mandate means for an unvaccinated Wizards player playing at Capital One Arena. West Unsell Unsell Jr. says, I don't think it's going to affect us at that point with a player's ability to get out on the floor. So, you know, West Unsell Jr. doesn't think it's going to affect them at all. But, you know, we don't want it to be a situation where, you know, we're looking like a looking at a Kyrie Irving situation with Bradley Bill Mm -hmm. because, you know, both of them don't want to get the vaccine and both cities possibly could be under a vaccine mandate where, to play in an arena with, you know, 50,000 fans or 40,000 fans or however many fans are in um, Capital One Arena, you know, Bradley Bill might not be able to play. So that is a concern uh, for the Washington Wizards, of course, if your um, number one player can't play. So this this is a concern. And the Miami Heat, they got a lot of guys out tomorrow night too. So, you know, we're going to see what happens with this. But, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's an obstacle. It's, a, it's an uphill battle with the virus. But, you know, it's, it's basically the next man up situation. We're going to have to call. We're probably going to have to start calling some guys up from the G League. Probably going to have to sign some guys off the streets, too. Um, some free agents, you know. I don't know if we're going to go after somebody like a Michael Beasley or somebody like that. But, you know, we're, we're starting to get pretty thin there. And um, an update about Rui, too. Um, Rui is listed as questionable as well. Um, Chase Hughes was on the show a couple weeks ago as well. Um, we have a, I have a quote from him. Uh, about talking about Rui and his return. 
Uh, let me see if I can find it here. He says, uh, West Unsell Jr. on Rui today, by my account, West Unsell Jr. quote says, by my account, and I'm not a medical professional, he looks great. Rui looks ready. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves and skip steps. But when the time is right, we'll throw him out there. That was earlier today, uh, tweeted by Chase Hughes at 1 o'clock. Um, and then also Neil also said that, that Rui hasn't played two on – he has played two on two and three on three, but he has not played five on five practice as of yet. Now, he did – Rui did suit up uh, against the Knicks, or he sat on the bench. He suited up, and then he sat on the bench again against the um, Sixers. So, um, you know, who knows when Rui's going to return. Um, I would love to see him play. Um, honestly, I think the best way to, to get comfortable is by playing in games. But I understand, you know, they want to take it slow with him and, you know, five on five practice. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping that Rui can play before the new year or play before Thomas Bryant comes back. But, you know, we, we just don't know exactly what's going on. So we'll see. But I, I think the team definitely could use Rui, especially since we're going to be undermanned um, coming up these next couple of games. We don't know when guys are going to come back. And then also they there was news from the CDC. And the NBA too. If you're if you're vaccinated and you get the virus, um, if you test negative within five days, you don't have to be isolated for ten days. Now you 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 only have to be isolated for five days. So it's, it's different rules coming up every day. So it's tough to follow this stuff. It's, it's a lot of rules and a, and a lot of stuff. So, but we'll see. Um, like I said, I hope Rui can come back sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, I always thought the Rui being dressed thing was weird because and being considered questionable. I don't know if it's just so they can have right. an extra guy on the bench because when they first brought it up, I was like, well, he's not going to play. I mean, he, they haven't even said he's played five on five. Like they said, he's played no five on five yet, but they're suiting him up and he's questionable. I'm like that's, that's cat. Like he's not about to play. He hasn't even played five on five yet. So I don't right. expect him to play in Miami. He hasn't played five on five basketball yet. So right. he's just going to be sitting there again with the questionable tag. Right. So he plays five on five, and they say they revved him up. He's in five on five contact, everything. Then I'll be like, all right, now he's ready to go. But two on twos, three on threes, and that's it. I don't see him stepping foot on the court still. But as far as just the COVID stuff, man, it's it's crazy. It really is, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of rules. Like you said, it's it's hard to keep up. It's like every day a new coach or player is – in the protocol, I don't know who's being cleared. I don't know who's going in. I, I don't know what rule they're making for vaccinated and asymptomatic guys. And you got only got to be out for five days now instead of 10. And if you're unvaccinated, you got to wait a full 10 days. It's it's just so much. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's hard to keep up, man. It's Even Wes Unsell Jr. said when he was talking about Anthony Gill and all them, he said, I'm having a hard time keeping track of it. It changes by the hour. And that's facts. It's just a lot to keep up with all this COVID stuff, man. I don't know if it'll ever really subside. Yeah, I don't think it will. (laughs) Yeah, you you just got to hope that it, you know, the impact lowers just as time goes on, man. I mean, that's all I can really say about it. But, Mm -hmm. guys, before we get into our preview of the Heat and Wizards and talking about the little minor Davies Bertans <laughs> Diandia spat. It does have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. They have you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues. It's March through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so D, um, also, yeah, this is a note from um, The Athletic saying, Josh Robbins from The Athletic, he said, what's until Jr. said the Wizards are hopeful that Bradley Bill will play tomorrow against the Heat, but Bill's return is contingent on a negative, on testing negative. So we already know he's unvaccinated. Um, and I don't think it's been 10 days, honestly, either. So I don't 100% know the rules, but, you know, we'll just see. Ho- hopefully he can play in Miami. We don't know if he's tra- traveling to the game or not, you know. So it- it's just up in the air. But like I said, next man up, we got to, you know, this will be a great opportunity for guys to develop. Uh, Denny Avdia developing without, you know, Bradley Bill being on the court. It will be more shots for him. It will be more shots for everybody else. Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm, I'm intrigued to see Dinwiddie play without Bill because he's, he's just a different guy. So I, I really want to see – three or four games with Dinwiddie by himself. I actually am intrigued because he just plays so much better. Um, but, yeah, what's your thoughts on this, Denny? If you guys didn't know, um, there's about four minutes left in the game. We were already getting blown out by at least 23 points um, uh, last night against the Sixers. Um, Denny, so Davies shoots a three. So he comes off a screen. Denny sets the screen for Davies. Denny has Seth Curry on him, a smaller guy who's six feet tall. Denny's six foot nine. And then he wants the post up, which, you know, common sense basketball, you know, you would just give it to the mismatch. But um, Denny and Davies got into an argument. Um, Davies was not happy that Denny uh, set the screen or actually I can pull up a tweet here, too, just to explain it before, you know, just to get all the context here. This is from um, Quentin Mayo, a Washington Wizards insider. He said uh, per his source about Davies, uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, he said the play was called for Davies Bertans. Denny Avdia was supposed to set a screen for Davies and said Avdia identified his post advantage, the mismatch with Seth Curry, and wanted to exploit it. Davies was angered by that and had some words for Denny, and Denny obviously responded. Uh, Quinn Mayo was told. So I just want to get your thoughts about the situation. I know a lot of fans and Wizards fans had a lot to say about it on social media. They're probably going to say a lot in the comment section. Shout out to the people listening to Israel so we know what they're going to say down below. But I just want to get your take on the altercation. Was it a big deal? I know it wasn't as crazy as the Washington football team fight that we saw on the sideline, throwing punches and whatnot. But I just want to get your take on um, the disagreement that we saw last night. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, you know, up to that level of you know punching teammates on the sidelines <laughs> in football games. But I mean, they're losing, frustrated. I mean, I'm Team Denny. So there's not much wrong Denny can do in my eyes personally. If the man sees a mismatch, give him the ball. I don't really care to. I know Davies was having one of his rare decent shooting games, so I know he wanted to keep getting those shots up. 
because we know next game it can be 0 for 5. So I know he wanted to get all he can get. But, I mean, I don't look really – I don't really take too, look too much into it. But I'm Team Denny. So I agree with getting Denny the ball on Seth Curry, finding the mismatch. But if that's the play that was ran, et cetera, I can understand why Davies was upset and all of that. But I'm not really taking looking too much into it. Guys have spats all the time. You know, we've seen LeBron and players <laughs> go at it. Or earlier this season, we see Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard get into that it. Is true. So this isn't that anything is new. And it wasn't even up to that level. They just had a little conversation. It happens all the time. That is true. That's a good point. I, I, I forgot about um, Anthony Davis roughing up Dwight Howard. Um, that was interesting. And then, of course, LeBron yelling at Mario Chalmers back in the day, like every other game. Um, yeah, it, it's, it happens in the heat of the moment. That's, that's the same thing I would say with the football team. I didn't really care because we were they were getting blown out. It was miserable. It's hard when you're down by 25, 30 points. It's not peachy creamy. Not, everybody's not going to be smiling in each other's face. It's just the heat of the moment. It happens. Disagreements happen. Um, I'm actually it's good to see it because these guys are passionate. They want to win. Um, but as far as the play, I just feel like, yeah, Denny, you're six nine. He's he's on Seth Curry. And I know Davies was, you know, having one of his um good games, which he hasn't had uh many this season or really the past year and a half. Um, so it looks like he was, you know, and he kind of put his hand in, in Denny's face a little bit or put his hand in his chest and was uh telling Denny what to do or what he should have did. So um, but no, I, I was Personally, from a from a basketball perspective, you I feel like you should give the ball to the guy who's six nine or against the guy who's six feet. And and Davies ended up missing the shot. So, uh, but hey, it is what it is. We'll move on, and and hopefully these, these guys can work it out offensively and and uh, be better from it. It's a learning experience. We'll take it as that. We'll take it as that. But uh, um, let's look at some of the guys that are out from the Heat, and then we'll do a quick preview, and then we'll probably get ready for tomorrow night. Um, so the Miami Heat have a lot of guys out as well. Uh, let me see if I can find the list here. Yeah, I think I sent it to you on Twitter. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so yeah, the Heat have listed Bam out of bio. He's going to be out. Dwayne Dedman's going to be that's two bigs. We just talked about the bigs, um, the mismatch with Joel Embiid and you know how it would have been potentially t- a tough matchup with, against Bam and Dwayne Dedman. Kyle Lowry's going to be out. Due to health and safety protocols, Bam Adebayo is actually out to a right thumb injury, so it's not it's not COVID related at all. Same thing with Dwayne Dedman; it's a left knee injury. Marquise Morris has been out for like a month now after the hit to the neck from Jokic. Uh, yeah, he's been out for a while. Victor Oladipo has been out for the whole year uh, with a knee injury. PJ Tucker is questionable due to nerve inflammation in his lower left leg. So this could be a game where the Wizards need to take advantage with all these guys out. I know we're gonna have we might have Bradley Bill out, but this is this is a game where. The Heat are wounded, and they, they need to take advantage of this one. But um, what's your what's your thoughts and keys to victory on the game for tomorrow night? Yeah, they definitely got an opportunity to take this game. It's a lot of guys missing, potentially, you know, will bail out again. So it's both sides with guys missing for sure. I mean, defend the paint, which should be a little easier. Uh, I know they'll have Jimmy in there, so – He'll be attacking and shooting those middies. But defending the paint, you can't allow the Heat to shoot 50-plus percent from the field. You cannot allow it. You got to make them shoot the three ball and miss. You know, if like I keep saying, if you hold them to 
29% from the three, but you're allowing 53% from the field, as well as you not making shots. I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know, what you do from how you defend the three-point line. So the Wizards defending the paint, do that, please. Defend the paint. Do not allow close to 50% or over 50% from the field. And let's see if you can get high from three, man. Let's hit some open threes. Let's hit some open looks. I know the Knicks game was a rarity from three, but I would love for them to be able to hit that three ball again, man, when they're open. So if they can hit the three ball and defend the paint, they got a good chance, man. I think they'll keep the fouls down for the most part. I know Jimmy, he got he got to the line a lot the last time the way they played the Wizards. He got to the free throw line a lot. And him and Diddy was had a little back and forth. So that matchup will be interesting to see. If we're talking about matchups to watch, I would definitely say Diddy versus Jimmy. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued by that too. I mean, because yeah, Jimmy was talking trash. I remember we we won uh, by last in the last basically in the last seconds of the game. We ended up winning. We got a stop on Jimmy Butler. He missed the three. It was great defense by Montrez. Spencer didn't we hit some clutch buckets in that game? Uh, it was a tough, ugly, grinded out game. We found a way to win, and um, it, it's going to be a physical game. I mean, like you said, free throws. The Miami Heat they get to the free throw line a lot. They're ranked sixth in three-point percentage. They shoot 36, 36% from the three-point line. We're ranked 26 in threes and three-point percentage. We're just terrible from the three, like you said earlier. We, we got to knock down some open shots. Corey Kisper, we're going to need him to step up with the playing time because he's started the last two games. So he's got to take advantage of those minutes. I thought he did in, in New York. I want to see him keep him up, keep it up with better shooting. I saw him miss a layup um, against the Sixers where it was like a wedgie. The ball got stuck in the rim. He's got to finish those laps. You know, he's, he's doing a good job cutting to the basket. He, he has a knack for getting open. That's one thing he does. He has a knack for getting open and cut to the basket. So uh, I want to see more minutes from him. And then of course, Denny doing his thing, being a ball handler, getting to the basket. He's shooting a three point. Uh, he's shooting better from the three point line. Um, and Dinwiddie once again, by, you know, playing without Bradley Bill, I want to see how aggressive he is. Uh, but they got some shooters. They got some shooters, man. Um, uh, Duncan Robinson can shoot the heck out of the three. Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero can shoot the heck out of the three. Um, they, they're gonna they're gonna try to light it up from the three. Gabe Vincent, he can shoot the three. He he hurt us the last time we played him in Miami. Um, and this guy Omer, you you're seven, you're seven. Um, he went to Georgetown University, and you know he's taking advantage of the playing time without um, Bam and without Dwayne Dedman. The last game they played against the Magic, he had 16 points and 15 boards. So he he's playing good basketball. I like I liked Omer coming out of Georgetown. So uh, we we it's going to be a good matchup for Gaff and Udonis Haslam is playing big minutes. And how old is he? Forty years old. So Montrezl Harrell. I want to see him dominate against Udonis Haslam, and I want to see Daniel Gafford redeem himself from that game against Joel Embiid. This should be a bounce back game for him. He doesn't have to score a bunch of points. Just bring energy and stop bringing the ball down. He keeps bringing the ball down every time he gets a rebound. Just go right back up because Joel Embiid is going to block you if you bring the ball back down. Or any other big is going to block you if you keep bringing the ball back down. So um, defending the three-point line, defense without fouling because they get to the free-throw line. Jimmy Butler, he's going to keep going downhill. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes at all. He wants to shoot the mid-range game. And we got to defend uh, Duncan Robinson. And, and Max Struss, too. He can shoot the head out of the three, too. Caleb Martin, too. They, they're guys coming off the bench. They're not scared. They will come in. They will be aggressive. And they will shoot the heck out of the ball from the three-point line. So we got to defend the three-point line and ball movement, too. Basically the same formula how we beat the the Knicks. We got to move the ball. I want to see us get at least um, thirty assists. My bold prediction is we're going to get thirty assists like we did against the Knicks. Bold prediction, I'll say they'll keep the Heat from under fifty percent from the field because 
that can be an issue at times with the Wizards. So I would say that's my bold prediction. And I think that's all we got for you guys tonight, man. Uh, thank you once again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. And for your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Well, guys, hopefully we'll be coming at you guys with a dub after the Miami Heat game, depending on who plays. But hopefully they get the dub. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Thank you guys for listening. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.